Hi, I'm Mary Jandro, the CIO at Qualcomm. For me, digital transformation really is when you bring a whole different value proposition into the equation. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Mary. Thanks so much for speaking with me today. Thanks for having me. Before jumping into your perspectives on how to lead a digital transformation within a company, I'd like to ask a few questions to get to know you better. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Okay, excellent. My first question is one that I've been asking everyone who joins me on this show because I think it's really important. Can you share with us an example of a time in which being a woman empowered you? Being a woman always empowers me. Women get things done. We make, we make things happen. Um, I've, I've always just had the mindset of, uh, of making things happen, to driving things to outcome. That was, that's always been my viewpoint. It's part of my DNA. And I think it's part of my attributes of being a woman. You have said in previous interviews that you wanted to be a mechanical engineer like your father. That's right. You also mentioned that at the time it was uncommon for women to hold that job title. What was it like pursuing a career path in your father's footsteps, no less, that wasn't entirely open to women? Did that journey provide you with anything useful that you still use today? Yeah, what a, what a great question. First of all, I never really thought twice about what I wanted to do. I always aspired to go to McGill University just as my father had done. And um, I just always knew that I wanted to pursue the path that he pursued. Now, I'm not so sure why. Um, there was a point in my time where I stopped and reflected on what the heck am I in the right, am I on the right path or am I on the right journey? Um, but it absolutely was the right journey for me. The things that I've taken away since that time, like you said, I, I, I didn't never really thought that I was a groundbreaker or I was different than those of me around me. I, I just always was supported by phenomenal parents and family that never questioned I could do whatever I wanted if I put my mind to it and I really wanted and aspired and put the work into it. It was never questioned. So I never questioned myself. I was very, very fortunate. Um, I, have, I have a ton of gratitude for my my surrounding ecosystem that I was raised in. Um, but looking back on it now, the things that I pulled through from that time, now I'm 54, I'm almost 55, and um, been in a CIO role since I was 35. So been up here a long time in this, uh, in this in a senior capacity. And I do have to tell you that I have to remind myself sometimes now that I've got the luxury of being in a privileged position in a position of authority, I have to remind myself sometimes to have the same courage that I had when I was first starting out. And so I often reflect on saying, hey, Mary, get with it. Get on with it. Don't you remember when? That helps me drive change because I do believe change is for the young. You know, when, when I, I have a 24-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 21-year-old, and they all think they can conquer the world, right? Which I love, by the way. 
And I realized that I probably thought the same thing at their age. And as we gain experience, it's really bizarre, but experience kind of, it's good and bad, right? Experience makes you understand, ooh, you might fail. Ooh, it might be the wrong decision. Ooh, but when you're young, you're just young and crazy. So you're willing to try and jump into anything. So my learning is, remember to go back to that age. Remember to go back to that spirit and don't lose that spirit. Um, We're continuously learning, we're continuously growing, and we should be continuously challenging ourselves. I like that. I feel like I am on the cusp of that age where I'm like starting to actually feel like a full adult in the sense that I have more anxieties about things. I, I question things more, you know, cause I'm, I'm at that age where all of that starts, I think. So it's a good reminder. Right. You know, some of that's valuable, but some of it maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you know too much. So I don't know. I don't jump on the uh, roller coaster at the music parks as quickly as I once did when I was younger. Cause I know that sometimes they crash, right? Sometimes things go wrong, and all of a sudden I'm, you know what? I don't need to do that, so I don't go there. Right. But am I grateful that I went on roller coasters at one point in time? Yeah, they were amazing. They were fun. So it's kind of the same thing in terms of my career and my mm-hmm. mindset when I bring it into my workplace. You've spoken a lot about how important it is for companies to lead a digital transformation. What does a true digital transformation look like? And what are the first steps in beginning that process? Interesting. Um, First, I think it's important we define what is digital transformation, right? And I think there's, I think we can define it in three different ways, actually. We can have what's just digital disruption. We can have digital digitization and then true digital transformation. Now, what do I mean by digital disruption? Digital disruption is like science projects. You try something new, something, you know, flashy, that flashing, shiny, flashy object. And it's, it's, you try it um, just, just to see, just to see if it can. Does it work? Does it can? Can we do this? And um, it's kind of experimentation. And I really consider that a science project um, and not really digital transformation, but identification of the next digital disruption. Um, Digitization is really what I view as automation. So manual processes um, being done in a, the the process is defined, the old process. And what you do is you you apply digitization to that manual process in in the way of automation. And all of a sudden you've sped up the process, potentially you've removed quality gaps. But really, essentially, you haven't really transformed anything. You've digitized it, but you haven't driven it to a digital transformation. For me, digital transformation really is when you you bring a whole different value proposition into the equation. So either you're going, you're getting to markets that you would never have gotten to. Um, uh, You're either developing capability that you could not do without this leapfrog capability or technology. Um, And what I put in that container really is anything in digital transformation should have an element of speed. So speed that you couldn't obtain um, by automation. So you're leapfrogging um, or uh, scale. So you're able to reach 
your reach, whether it's to the market, whether it's to the capability that you're enabling, um, is is just you know so much broader and larger and vast than anything without the digital uh, solution in play, right? So it, you really have to take a step back and make sure you're asking the right questions to really drive digital transformation. Otherwise, you might stumble and you might just automate. Or you might not even get there, but you might just automate. You have to really think broader and think big about what business value are you trying to achieve and then get out of the way in terms of how you get there. And as you're going through these digital transformations, what are some of the most important KPIs to keep in mind when evaluating the value of IT or digital tools? Yeah, I, I mean, adoption, right? Adoption is definitely a leading indicator of the effectiveness of your value proper, your, your digitization, your enablement, right? If, if it's ease of adoption, if, if it if it's um, an extension of how people think of things and it's more natural for them to, to perform it or to get there or do that, then you're, you're gonna, that's definitely gonna be your leading edge of your success of your solutions. Definitely. And what would you say the end goal of a digital transformation is? Is it increased revenue, smoother business operations? Does it depend on the organization? Right. And I mean, Always is business outcome. Now, how, is, how are business outcomes defined? Defined, you know, it could be revenue growth. Like I said, it could be markets that you were unable to reach without this digital platform or digital capability, or it could be operational excellence um, in terms of scalability and 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 um, through. So you get operational excellence, so it drops to the bottom line, and and you're improving the bottom line of the organization. But at the end of the day, it's really simple. It's you have to be able to measure or articulate or visibly see the change in business outcome, whatever that business outcome may be, whether revenue generating or operational excellence. They're both delivering value back to the enterprise. Okay. When it comes to Qualcomm's digital transformation specifically, I've read that as a result of COVID-19, Qualcomm's in the middle of figuring out how to get most of their global workforce to work remotely while still operating at 100%. What details are you able to share with me about that particular transformation? Sure. First and foremost, I have to have to say that um, we are very, very fortunate in terms of our business model was not turned on its head during COVID-19, like many other enterprises out there. I mean, a lot of enterprises out there, a lot of businesses out there had to rethink how they were going to market or rethink how they were, what they were selling, um, how they were selling, how they were reaching their customers. So we have one huge thing going in our favor is that our business model is basically intact. And in fact, people are looking for capabilities that we're developing actually in Qualcomm. So we're very, very fortunate for that. Um, one thing that we did do, um, we have a, again, we have a couple of good things going for us. Um, we were working and on a journey for about, two and two and a half years of embracing the notion that our work was, the, the type of work was able to be done in a lot of different places. So we had already gone from being, oh, everybody has to come to one single place to get this work done to embracing a remote distributed manage, uh, employee 
base. And as a result, um, we had a policy in place that every employee at Qualcomm, what we provisioned to them is a laptop. Every employee at Qualcomm gets a laptop, not a desktop, right? A laptop. So they're already, um, we've all, we were already designing with the thought process that you didn't have to go to one location to do your work, but you bring your laptop to wherever you need to do the work. Now, having said that, we have work being done in labs that was um, very complex. That's not every, every function, every role. Now, over the space of, in a very quick order, we were able to pivot and put 90% of our workforce from home without any disruptions um, in productivity. In fact, we had improved productivity, to be honest. Um, and that was because we embraced uh, some of the new solutions out there with uh, virtualized, virtualized environments. So you can have a secure workspace and um, do your job just as if you were sitting in the office or in the lab or in the data center doing your work. So we embraced the use of remote technologies across our whole fabric. And as such, our engineers didn't miss a clip. We were preparing um, for, for many months the move to uh, Microsoft Teams and um, Office 365. And because of that, because of that prep work, um, you know, I, I always say to people, being in IT, I've got to take my good luck because I take all the bad luck because there's always something going wrong in IT. So I say I take all the good luck too. We were actually planning on deploying on, on, on deploying to the enterprise, the Microsoft Teams solution on the Saturday of the week that we went work from home. So we issued the edict on the Friday or the Thursday night, and we were doing the deployment of Teams on the Saturday. Now, huge coincidence, right? But like I said, we were planning this for months. So it's so funny. So to some people, it might have said, looked like we changed overnight, um, which, of course, there's always an easy button somewhere. Um, but we actually deployed uh, Microsoft Collaboration Platform on the Saturday, and the adoption was incredible. It was amazing to see 35,000 employees pivot so quickly and embrace so willingly this collaboration platform. Um, and it really changed the game for Qualcomm in terms of being able to, you know, effectively keep up our engagement, our customer engagements, our productivity, and seamlessly transition to this work from home in a very secure fashion. And really my last question for you is just, uh, is this a, a business model that you expect Qualcomm to stick with post-COVID? You know, we, we've developed this muscle now, right? To work remotely and work uh, um, anywhere you need to work. And we're absolutely not going to go backwards. We've got to figure out what is it, a part of this, this muscle, and, and you don't go backwards. You embrace the change that you've learned. You've developed this muscle. And then how does this help you go forward in a much stronger position than you were when the work from home edict came through? So we're actually right now looking at the different models in terms of how do we combine an office or collaboration space or community space with the flexibility that our workforce deserves that is enabled by a, um, a, a home capability, right? Because that's, that's what... 
that's what the the employees are are grasping for is flexibility, agility. Um, you know, we want to attract the best and the brightest, and we think we do, and we want to make sure that we're providing the the best environment so they can be as productive, as safe as possible. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what a lot of companies do post COVID. Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me about digital transformation within a company. I think it's a really interesting and useful topic for a lot of people right now. Thank you for letting me share. It's been uh, it's been fun talking to you. you know, even though we're not sitting in the same place, I feel connected. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Spaglia.